Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. So today, the first crown we're going to look at and we're going to see through scripture what the word says is required to obtain these great rewards in eternity. And the first crown we're going to look at is the crown of righteousness, because I believe that without this one, you can go no further than it. It is my understanding and belief that if you lose this crown, you've lost them all. Because this one is given to all that make it in. So that if you lose it, you've lost your kingship. And yes, you can lose it. In Revelations chapter 3 verse 11, we are given a very dire warning by Jesus himself. He said, Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Remember that Paul gave us the warning to contend for the faith that was once given to you. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6, Paul said, For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. In other words, Paul knew that he was about to face his execution. He said, but I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And because of this, there is now laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. My friend, we must endure to the end in obedience to the word and will of Jesus in order to obtain the crown of righteousness. Because understand that righteousness is right standing. It means to do what he said is right, not what we think is right. This is why Jesus gave the warning. That not all those who say to me, Lord, Lord, and do many wonderful works will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You can do what seems right in the eyes of men, but the end of it is death and fruitlessness. And if the tree does not produce good fruit, it is cut down and cast into the fire. So we must maintain our righteousness or nothing else after matters. And how do we maintain it? We abide in Jesus. We come back daily and we pray to him and we repent of our shortcomings and our mistakes and we seek him for his wisdom leading and instruction. We hear his voice and we follow it. He is our shepherd. We are the sheep. He leads and we follow. We don't lead and expect him to come up behind us and clean up the mess. We wait upon the Lord until he renews our strength and gives us his wisdom. And then we walk in obedience to it. Many in scripture endured trial and tribulation. They endured being despised and rejected and hated and persecuted. They endured great temptations because that they maintained in their heart the assurance of the return of Jesus. Because they knew he was coming back again to bring judgment and reward for obedience, they were able to maintain their faith, love, labor, and devotion. They truly believed the gospel that Jesus was returning at the resurrection. They truly believed this critical part of the gospel. 
and therefore they live accordingly until the end. This is something we've got to get in our spirit in order to be able to endure in obedience and maintain our fruitfulness. Also, Paul said that it was for those who loved his appearing, which we understand means that he is returning again. But for me, I think that the word appearing is a present tense thing. So it means a daily abiding. Those who love to sit in his presence and hear from him daily will not run away from him. They won't get ahead of him. I'm reminded of Moses. Whenever they had messed up in the wilderness, they started to think that they understood and could lead themselves. They thought that they knew better than God's instruction. And they messed up. And God said, I won't go with you. You can go and take the promised land. You can go and move on. And there'll be blessing. But I won't be in it. And Moses said, no, I'm going to sit in this wilderness with my king. If he's not going, I'm not going. I want to be where he is. He was willing to wait upon the Lord. Because he said that if you are not with us, how will we be any different than any of the other heathen or even the witches in the land? God, we need you to lead us. So this crown comes to those who are willing to abide, to sit in that tent and wait and say, God, I'm not leaving your side. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 says, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, and that ye may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Maintain your righteousness until the day of Christ. In other words, continue to do what he says is right. Continue to produce those peaceable fruits that are only produced when we abide. Don't move in pride or arrogance or assumption or self-willedness. In fact, the Bible very clearly says that to be self-will is a fruit or an evidence that you are following the leading of an antichrist spirit. It is the opposite of Christ. Who said, not my will, but thy will be done. Who said he did nothing except but by the leading word and instruction of the Father. But it says the Antichrist, he will do his own will. As well as those who follow him. So Lord, we want to make sure that we get that crown of righteousness. That we don't lose our kingship. Lord, that we get in. That we don't have to hear those words uttered by Jesus. Depart from me, I never knew you. You did not do the will of the Father. And all the works that we did be burned up and amount to nothing. This is why I believe this crown is the most important. My friend, learn to love the chastening of the Lord. Seek it daily. Seek his instruction. Seek his correction. Follow his leading. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Furthermore, we have had fathers of our own flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days corrected us after their own pleasure, but God for our own profit hath he done it, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, of course, we know that there is no chastising that for the present seemeth to be joyous, but rather is grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields in us the peaceable fruits of 
righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. Therefore, lift up your heads, ye which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest thou which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed, and follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. God brings correction and truth in his word and by his voice for a reason because he loves us as a father loves his children and he wants to produce his peaceable fruits of righteousness in us and his holiness through us that we might obtain this crown of righteousness in the end again it is not our righteousness what we think or feel is right but his what he says is right he alone is righteous, and if we have his spirit and are led by it, then his righteous character will manifest through us. You will know the tree by the fruit. If you are producing the fruits of righteousness, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, peace, love, joy, gentleness, kindness, temperance, patience, being long-suffering, not quick to act or react, obedient, humble, willing to be corrected, willing to get back up when you stumble and continue following, learning, growing, and trusting in the Father. These are fruits or evidences that you are working towards your crown of righteousness. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 gives us those fruits of the Spirit. We understand that Jesus said that if we do not produce them, then it is evident that we are not walking in his righteousness and that tree will be cut down and cast into the fire. So how do we produce these fruits of righteousness? We do what Paul said that he did that allowed him to receive his crown of righteousness. We love his appearing. We abide in prayer. We meet with him there. We are willing to be taught. We surrender. We are pruned. You let him correct you, grow you, and flow through you. And it will produce those fruits in you over time. Remember, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he taketh away. He cuts it off. We have to choose to allow him to teach us and lead us and cut away those things that are displeasing to him and walk in obedience. If you choose to hold on to the fruits of the flesh, like envy, idolatry, hatred, lasciviousness, fornication, drunkenness, pride, arrogance, desire for vainglory, excess, selfishness, unbelief, vanity, vainglory, and so on, he will cut you off. You will lose your righteousness because it wasn't yours from the beginning. It was his. And you didn't abide in it. You will lose your crown, my friend. You lose your kingship. And you lose your authority because of it. This is why churches that teach that you can keep your sin, your bad fruit, that you can obey your own will and be okay with Jesus, are powerless. They have a form of godliness, but yet have denied the power thereof because they have given up their kingship and taken back on the yoke of bondage. Paul said, Be ye not entangled again in the yoke of bondage, wherewith Christ 
had already made you free. He said, it is like a pig that was washed, returning to the mud. It filthies your robes of righteousness. Remember, Jesus gave the parable where the man was called in to the wedding of the master's son. And the master told him, how dare you come in here without your wedding garment? Many are called. Everyone received an invitation to that wedding. It said, but few were chosen. Only those with wedding garments were let in. The wedding garments, according to the book of Revelations, are robes of righteousness. Let no man deceive you, my friend. You must do what he says is right, or you forfeit your place at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You give up your crown and your robes of righteousness that he will not let you in. This is why Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. Examine your own heart today. Do you do what you think is right? Or do you seek humble and obey what he has to say? Jesus said, every branch that beareth fruit, he pruneth, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except that ye abide in me. He's saying, allow God to prune you. You can do nothing lest you remain in him, seeking him, hearing him, and being obedient to him. You can do nothing in and of yourself. So pray, worship, seek him in word and in devotion, in time, in his presence. Connect with him that that virtue might flow from the root through you and produce those fruits. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And you say, but I can do a lot of things. Yes, but it will amount to nothing. It will be ash in the end. It will be fruitless. He said, if a man abide not in me, then he will be cast off as a branch and he will wither and men will gather him and cast him into the fire and he will be burned. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, but he that doeth the will of the Father. This is not my opinion, my friend. These are the words and teachings of Jesus. Do we believe what he says is right? Because that's the only way to partake of his righteousness. He said, if you abide in me and my words in you, then ye shall ask of me what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. This is why the Bible also tells us that the effectual of fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Because when we are in right standing, when we are in righteousness, when we are doing what he says is right, humbling ourselves and seeking him and obeying his leading in every situation, then there is a covering and a protection and an authority and a kingship that is given to us because we have that crown of righteousness. And therefore our prayers, the prayers of a righteous man, are effectual and they avail much. In John chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye do bear much fruit. And if ye do bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. 
As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, this is the words of Jesus. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and do abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. For greater love hath no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friend. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. It is Jesus' will for us to do this. So we remember that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much, but yet we are warned to maintain our righteousness by maintaining our fruitfulness. And we maintain our fruitfulness by maintaining our prayer life and communion with God, that abiding time with him. We've got to prioritize this above everything or we will fall to the snares of the enemy. We've got to seek, hear, believe, obey. There is no other way. Jesus died to make this way. His blood is the door that we go through to enter in to communion with him. That we might get instruction and walk in his righteousness. But if we choose not to, then we trample that blood underfoot. There is power in the blood of Jesus to abstain from every form of sinfulness and disobedience. When we humble ourselves and seek him for it. Remember he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. We've got to be willing to let him in. We've got to humble and come back to the prayer closet. And in closing, I have to warn you also of this. Even as Paul did when he said, Beware, my friend, that there are doctrines of demons. Do not be surprised if the ministers of Satan are willing to come as an angel of light. Because that there are doctrines that are specifically designed by hell to rob you of each crown. There are those who the enemy will send to encourage you in your sin, to tell you that everyone is a sinner. You can do what you want. You can't overcome. My friend, these doctrines are designed to steal your crown of righteousness. No, the blood of Jesus is enough. His grace is sufficient. The power of the Holy Spirit overcomes every wickedness. There is a way that he has made out of every temptation, but we've got to humble ourselves and come to him to seek it. It says without faith, it is impossible to please God. We've got to come to him believing that he truly is God and that nothing is too hard for him and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you need a way of escape from something that you know is displeasing to him, come to him. Believe in him. Believe in the work that Jesus did to free you from it. Cry out to him and receive your redemption. Come back to the prayer closet.
and talk to Jesus. My friend, I ask you this. What power is there in denying the power of Christ to overcome the enemy in your life? What benefit does that have to the kingdom? What alignment does that have with the teachings of Jesus? That is the work of the enemy and a great deception brought upon an entire generation to keep them complacent while the enemy steals their destiny. Be careful that no man steal your crown because Jesus himself said this in the book of Revelations chapter 3 verse 21 that to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear let him hear what the Holy Spirit saith unto the churches. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.